Our church has been in a series together uh, built out of Levi Lusco's book called I Declare War, and uh, we've got rock groups that are literally meeting all over the area, or they were. Um, and uh, I just want to encourage you uh, to stay connected with your rock group. Uh, some of the groups are now meeting virtually, uh, like Zoom meetings and uh, different kinds of ways that they're connecting, but staying connected uh, is a super important thing. Uh, some of the groups are still meeting as long as we're allowed to meet uh, in places under 10. Uh, so some of them are meeting physically for a while, as long as we're allowed to do that. So um, this has been a great series for us, great content. I encourage you to read that book and, and be a part of a rock group. Uh, but today, uh, I am going to take a few minutes and kind of swerve away from this series we're in. We're obviously in an unprecedented time uh, in our world, our entire world. And uh, as I was preparing myself for this particular message, uh, I just uh, I had some things stirring in my heart that I wanted to share with you guys so I want you to look with me uh, in the Bible at Hebrews chapter 4. And I want to talk about confidence for this crazy season we're in right now. Confidence for this crazy season that we're in right now. Hebrews 4 verse 16 says, Let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and we may find grace to help in time of need. Just a reminder today that God is a God who loves to help. Uh, he loves to help in time of need. And none of us are having to worry about walking through all this that's going on right now, uh, financial situations or job situations or health situations or uh, family stress situations or whatever we're going through right now. God is a God who loves to help. You know, there's a lot of people have big ideas, uh, but not everybody actually wants to help. Uh, I, I've, it's been amazing to me. I've probably spent a little more time on social media than I should uh, in this season. But everybody's got an idea. Everybody's got an opinion about who should be doing what, uh, whether it's what the president should be doing or what uh, local church pastors are, should be doing. And they've all got ideas that they want to give. And I've found through the years that it's the people, not just the people who have ideas that I want to be close to, it's the people who actually actually want to help. And I just want to say God is not just a God who has good ideas for us. He is a God who wants to help us. He, he wants to bring things together for us. And there's a story in the book of Acts where uh, there was this great ship uh, sailing through the sea and a tremendous storm came. The Apostle Paul is on this ship. And I think it's such a great picture of the help of God in stormy seasons. And Acts 27 verse 17, it says, after they hoisted it up, they used supporting cables in undergirding the ship. Fearing that they might run aground on the shallows of Sirtis, they let down the sea anchor and so let themselves be driven along. I love this idea. It's a ship in a storm and supporting cables are all around it that hold it 
together in the storm. That's what God wants to do for your life and my life. You know, at, at some point, every one of us is going to face a season in our life where it feels like things are going to unravel. And maybe this season, it could feel that way for you. But I promise you that once this season passes, and it will, uh, there are other seasons where it feels like things could unravel for us. But I'm here to remind us all today, there is mercy and there is grace from heaven to help us in our time of need. I also love this idea that God's throne is a throne of grace. <laughs> you know, the truth is, it could be a throne of judgment. Uh, it could be a, a throne of condemnation. Uh, it could be a throne of indifference. But I am always so amazed at the fact that a sovereign God has chosen to interact with you and me with grace. That's his disposition toward us, mercy and grace. He chose grace. He chose mercy as the way that he wants to interact with you and with me. One of my favorite verses, uh, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8, said, God is able to make all grace abound to you, that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. Hey, can I just give you a gentle reminder that the promises of God are still strong today. God is still watching over his word to perform it. God is still a God who provides. God is still a God who heals. God is still a God who watches over us. And I want to encourage you to not lean in to all the news that's out there. Yeah, we want to stay informed with what's going on. We want to use wisdom for sure. But you got to lean in to the promise of God. The promises of God are more sure than they've ever been. And I love this verse because it gives us this idea that this grace that we live by is not just a grace that like barely helps us make it. Like we're barely going to survive this crazy thing that's going on right now. The Bible says that this grace enough to cause us to abound. It's grace that causes us to overcome. It's grace that causes us to live in abundance. It's grace that causes us to have all sufficiency in everything. I like relying on the grace of God, don't you? <laughs> the grace of God is so much greater than my own inconsistency, my own performance. There's been some days this past week I've gotten up and got with it, and there's other days I've just kind of not gotten with it. But I thank God that his grace toward you, his grace toward me, is not dependent on my performance. His grace is abundant no matter what because he never changes. 
The confidence factor that you can carry through life. Because I don't want us as a church, I don't want you as a person, I don't want myself as a person, my family as, uh, as people to go through this kind of hunkered down in mentality, hunkered down in spirit. We can live with confidence because the abundant grace of God is aimed at our life right now. We, uh, you know, uh, I think one of the things that's happening as a result of all this uh, shutdown is all sports events have been shut down. And those of us that love sports, which quite a few people do, uh, we're all missing sports. We're watching them replay old events uh, and just, you know, missing sports. And, and uh, you know, when you're a baseball player, the truth is you, if, you can, if you can get three hits out of 10 at-bats, you're batting 300, and you're always going to be promised a job on a baseball team. Because life is full of a lot of hits and misses. And I want to say to you that as you're walking through this season that we're all in, you may do things exactly right. You may do things wrong. If you can go three out of 10, you're, you're pretty darn good. But I love this idea that I don't have to hit right every time I step up to bat. But I also love this idea that I'm not even relying on my own hit and miss ratio. I'm relying on the grace of God. Here's what I've seen happen. Confidence gets eroded when you begin to focus on your own inadequacy. When you get focused on your own lack of wisdom or strength, or resources. Confidence gets eroded when you start focusing on your own inconsistency, when you start focusing on all the circumstances of life. I found that many people literally quit trying to move forward in life because their fear of failure keeps causing them to shrink back. So if at first you don't succeed, guess what? You're human. And thank God for his grace. Sin is literally missing the mark. It's falling short of what you had hoped that you would, would uh, aim towards. And I don't know about you, but I'm always missing the mark. I'm always falling short. Thank God for his incredible grace. By his grace, you can live confidently in the season that we're in. So I want to break this down for a couple of minutes and look at this verse and just talk about five practical steps that we could step into to walk in strong confidence in this season that we're in. The first one is this. Number one, draw near, don't pull away. Draw near, don't pull away. So Hebrews 4.16 said, let us therefore draw near with confidence. The biggest temptation when you're in a day of trouble is to start to separate yourself from your help. You start to separate from God. You start to separate from your church. You start to separate from the people who actually love you and want to help you. Proverbs 18 verse 1 says, 
He who separates himself seeks his own desire and he quarrels against all sound wisdom. I've seen it happen to so many people through the years. They, they, they get in trouble in some way and then they quit connecting to, to church when trouble hits their life. They, they start pulling away and the time that you need your church family the most <laughs> is when you're in trouble. And we're all facing something right now that could be used to push us all together in new ways and unprecedented ways. I really do believe that out of all of the things that we're walking through right now, the church having to innovate, the church having to reach out in even greater ways, we're gonna be better as a church. The, the whole church is gonna be better as a result of this. We're not gonna come out on the other side defeated. We're gonna come out on the other side of this even better. But you gotta watch it. When you start going through difficulty, you, you start to withdraw from the right people in your life. You start to isolate. I don't, sometimes we get ashamed. Sometimes we get embarrassed. Uh, sometimes we just feel stupid. Uh, and when, when, you're, when that starts happening in your life, you gotta make sure that you draw near. Draw near to God. Draw near to God's people. Draw near to the things that are right. And when you're down and sometimes even when you get super busy and you're trying to juggle everything uh, in, in your life, it becomes easy for people to, to pull away. So isolation can make crazy things happen in your head. <laughs> when you spend too much time all by yourself, crazy thoughts start going through your head. It is so important to stay connected to people that are full of faith, people that are full of love, people that are full of courage, that you are connected to them. Don't let yourself get isolated, even with all the circumstances that's telling us to social distance and to, uh, and to make sure that we quarantine and we pull away and stay at the house. I, I believe that we should use wisdom, but I'm talking about emotionally, spiritually. Don't let yourself get isolated. Your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotional health is highly dependent on you staying connected to God, staying connected to God's family, his church, for you staying connected to the people that, that love you. So draw near. You know, this is a time for us to draw near with worship and draw near with prayer and draw near to God with the word of God. Draw, draw near to your church family. Second practical thing I think that could help us have confidence in this season that we're in right now is number two, watch your mouth. <laughs> watch your mouth. So Hebrews 4.16 again says, let us draw, therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace. This word confidence literally means in the Greek, freedom of speech. And the big idea here is that we can draw near to God with a confidence that we can speak freely in his presence. He's made a way for us to do that. And let me just say, 
it doesn't bother God. It, it's okay to come and complain and pour out your troubles to God. We see this a lot in the book of Psalms that David called out to God and poured out his troubles to God, and that's okay. But eventually, at some point, you got to set your rudder right. In other words, you don't want to just be a prayer whiner. You want to be a prayer warrior. You want to set your mouth right. You got to watch your mouth. And I talked about this extensively last week, but James chapter 3 verse 2 says, we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. Now, if we put the bits into the horse's mouths so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so great and are driven by strong winds, they're still directed by a very small rudder wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. The Bible is very clear about this idea. Your words, your tongue, uh, what you say literally guides your life. It's the bit in the horse's mouth. It's the rudder that's on a ship. Your words guide you. Your words steer you. Your, your words steer your life. So what I want to say is that make sure the words coming out of your mouth, is, it's okay to 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 feel things and to say how you really feel. But I just would encourage you, don't get stuck there. Make sure words of worship are coming out of your mouth. Make sure declarations about the promise of God are coming out of your mouth. Make sure positive things are coming out of your mouth. Declarations of faith. Because you don't want to be found in this season. You're going to lose your confidence if you are, are just whining or complaining or, or just grumbling about what's going on. And, and I know some of us, we, you know, I've taught this for years, and, and I know some of us, we would go, I know, I know, I know. But I want to say, you say the words. <laughs> I remember my brothers, uh, when we were growing up, when I had one brother who mumbled a lot, and my dad would always say, use your words. <laughs> Open your mouth. And can I just say to you, as your pastor, use your words. Don't just accept this idea. Let words literally come out of your mouth that will help you. Situate yourself in the presence of God and then begin to declare the promises of God over your life. It will help you walk in confidence. The third idea I want to talk about, number three, is this. Walk in the authority of grace. Walk in the authority of grace. Let us therefore, Hebrews 4.16, draw near with confidence to the throne. Everybody say it in your living room, wherever you're at, throne. <laughs> the throne of grace. Grace gives you authority. Grace gives you authority to walk into 
the presence of God. Grace gives you authority to walk out into life. And, you know, I remember when my girls were, especially when they were little, uh, because I pastored the church, they, you know, they had no wisdom. They had no finances. They had no real ability to make anything happen. But they walked around our church like, this is, this is my dad is the pastor here. My dad is in charge here. And every once in a while, I'd have to kind of calm them down a little bit and say, hey, just can you chill on that idea a little bit? Because they, they just felt like they owned the place because their dad was the pastor. Hey, I want to remind you, God is still watching over Asheville. God is still watching over North Carolina. God is still watching over the U.S. God is still in love with the world. And you, because you are his son, because you are his daughter, come on, you can walk with a sense of authority in, in life. Spiritual authority is not something you earn. Spiritual authority is something that's given to you, the throne of grace. And I think when we're walking in this idea of grace, I think it's important to recognize that grace is not a weak thing. You know, grace isn't just for, you know, people who make mistakes, which we all do. Grace literally gives us authority to live our life. You can come before God with an attitude in prayer that says, I'm not just praying defensively with a defensive posture, but you can come and take authority over your life. Take authority with the grace of God in your world. Take authority in your heart, in your mind, over your world as you, as you are spending time in prayer. I don't think prayer is just something that we do when things are going bad. Prayer is a po powerful asset for our life to walk in the authority that God has given to us. You, you have the capacity, listen, to change things in the heavenlies, to make a difference in the heavenlies. If there ever was a time to learn to take a hold of your authority as a believer in prayer, this would be a great time to do it. You can see things, you can hear things that others are not hearing, others are not seeing. You can change the circumstances by utilizing your authority given to you by the grace of God to run your world. Come on, let's take a hold of this authority that God's given us by his grace. The fourth idea that I want to talk about is this. Number four, appropriate the grace and the mercy you need. In other words, take a hold of the grace and the mercy that you need. So back to our verse again, Hebrews 4, 16. Let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy that we may find grace to help in time of need. I like this idea. You receive mercy, you reach out and find grace. The difference between mercy and grace is this. Mercy is judgment withheld. 
Mercy is we were all due the judgment of God because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross, we can all walk in the mercy of God. The judgment that was due us, Jesus took it upon himself and we receive the mercy of God. But grace is favor extended. So mercy is we don't get the judgment, but grace is you move forward. It, it is favor on your life. It is grace on your life. It is blessing on your life. It is anointing on, on your life. And so sometimes, you know, when we come into the presence of God, whether it's in church or whether it's in our house, whatever, we come in with a spirit of faith. Sometimes we come in with worship, and I would hope that that's most of the time. We come together with love, with courage, and we're going to come with something to honor God. But sometimes you just come to God for something. Sometimes you need to come for mercy. Sometimes you need to come for grace. But grace is always available. Mercy is always available. But you have to reach out and take a hold of it. You can't, you can't just be passive about it. You got to reach out and take a hold of, find grace. Reach out and find grace to help in time of need. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, for by grace you've been saved through faith. So the, there's grace gives us salvation, but faith has to reach out and grab it. And not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. What's available still has to be appropriated. What is given freely, we still got to reach for it. So listen, in this season especially, would you reach for the mercy of God? Would you reach for the grace of God in your life? There is a grace available for whatever you're going through right now. You may be facing a job situation that is so difficult, but I'm telling you there's grace from God for the thing you're facing right now. You may be facing a financial situation, possibly a health situation. Whatever you're facing, the Bible is promising to us that if we'll reach out for the grace of God, we'll find grace to help us in time of need. Then the last idea that I want to talk about, number five, how can we have confidence for the crazy season that we're in right now is this, receive grace for every strategic season. For every strategic season. Let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. This phrase, time of need, is the Greek word uh, that we would get the idea of kairos time, eukaros, kairos. It is, it's timely, strategic help. There, you know, the Bible has a concept about time, and there's chronos time, that's just the regular, everyday turning of time, and then there's Kairos time. There's strategic moments. There's, there's 
points of time. And we're, I think we're all in a Kairos time right now. I've never seen anything like this before where we're all in it together all over the world. This is a Kairos moment. This is an appointed strategic time. And this is our time, church, that we're gonna rise up and be full of love, be full of faith, be ready to move forward with everything that God wants to do in us and through us. But right now, you can receive grace for every strategic season of your life. What a crazy day we're living in. But can I tell you, there's grace for this crazy day. Not every day, not every season is the same. You know, some seasons are sowing seasons and some seasons are reaping seasons and some seasons are pruning seasons and some seasons are seasons of storm. But this promise from heaven is telling us there is mercy, there is grace to help you to help me, to help us in this very season. Would you rely on the grace of God to carry you through this season? Not just a grace to survive, but a grace to move forward. (laughs) A a grace to, to lean in to everything that God has for you because he does have provision for you. He does have peace for you. He does have an anointing for you. Would you you reach out for it right now? I think we all need grace for the strategic season that we're in. You know, some people are living in the past. Some people are living in the future. Some people are like, I wish this could come back. Or some people are wishing, man, I wish this was over. But can I tell you, we're in it. And there's grace for us who are in it right now. Psalm 46, verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should even change. I would love to pray with you today. You know, maybe you find yourself right now where you're, you're not really in a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you've never surrendered your heart to Jesus. Can I just tell you, he's not looking for you to perform well. He's looking for you to surrender your heart. And I would love to pray with you. Come on, if there ever was a time to have your life in the hands of an incredible God, this would be the day. Maybe you find yourself, you used to be close to the Lord, but you're not. You're not where you want to be. You're not where you used to be, not where you could be, not where you know you should be. I would love to pray with you. Let's get reconnected. Come on, this is your time. There's grace for you right now. Or maybe you just feel unsure 
about where you really stand with God. So I want us all, wherever we're at, just to pray this out loud. Just say these words. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, I open my heart to your love, to your Lordship. I need you. I want you in my world as my Lord. I know I've sinned, but I come to the cross where you have paid the price for my forgiveness. Today is a fresh start. It's a new beginning as I surrender to the love and the Lordship of Jesus. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen.